0: Every now and then, I just like to give vision on why we do what we do. <clears throat> when we stand up and we welcome people, here's what our our idea is that we want this to be a friendly place. We want this to be, We listen, you don't go to Chick-fil-A and I would hate for there to be more anointing at Chick-fil-A than there is at church. Now, I know the sauce is on point. Yes. And the sandwiches are really good. But when you go, there's this little bit of a greeting. There's this little bit of a, my pleasure. There's a little bit of, hey, we're glad you're here. And so we want to make sure that, you know, our hope is that visitors are always coming, that, pe- that people are always moving through. The people, Northwest Arkansas, come on, somebody's moving and leaving like every day. I think, what did they say? Like 11 people move to Northwest Arkansas every day. And so, there needs to be this responsibility for those of us that this is your place to go see someone because it's so weird. Come on, in church, when you stand up and you're like, welcome someone to the house, and they're like <laughs> And so, it is our response Like, take that personal. Like, that's personal to me that I, I want to go up, and, and if I didn't have to preach, I'd be going to every aisle. How you doing? What's up, what's up, what's up, man? Like your hair. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, and so we want to make sure that that is our responsibility as a church, because people don't know us. They don't know what we're like. They, they will make a snapshot decision in 30 minutes on who we are, and they don't even know us. Mm-hmm. Now, it, that, we, 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 you can preach all day, don't, don't judge, come on, but people make assessments all the time. And we want to do a good job as a church giving them the opportunity to say, you know what, maybe this place is different. Now, here's the deal Uh, all churches are full of people, (laughs) and so. People are both the great thing and the terrible thing. (laughs) Come on, does that make sense? Depending on what day it is. And so I just want to encourage us. And so I'm going to talk about one more thing, because I really feel like this is the first year, so we're just kind of getting started again, Um, but, but I want to kind of fix or change a culture thing of our church. And so here's here something that I love, and, and I want you guys to help me with this for those that this is your, your church, is I, I want to introduce a concept, and this concept is called affirmation. Affirmation. Now I know there's a lot of deep thinkers, and, uh, business leaders, biz managers, MBAs, BAs, AB, whatever you are. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, we can do the wrong initials here, uh, but um, but I I am looking for I'm better when it there's a little bit of. Yeah, that's good. That's right. Amen. Now I don't I don't have to be like elongated conversations. But I just think a little bit of acknowledgement, because there's a little bit of ADD in me. And and so you may not know this about me, but I study to music. Like I have blaring music. And I'm like, man, this is great. I can study. You know what I'm saying? Like I need other noise. And so when it gets too quiet, I feel like it's and I never wanted to go to a boring church. I don't know about you, but we ain't ripping down the walls and putting stained glass. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I want there to be a little bit of life. I want there to be a. So if it's funny, you have the. You can laugh. Laugh at it. Laugh at me. Uh, don't really laugh at anybody else. Uh, but, but, but there's this idea where, man, that's good. Yes. Because here's the thing when the word goes forth, come on, there should be an acknowledgement. That that's hitting me, you know. I I have four kids, and when I talk to them, (laughs) there will be some (laughs) acknowledgement. Yeah, come on. How many of y'all parents? You got kids, and you've seen it before. I'm going to say this: I am not calling our kids dumb, but it's the dumb look. Like, and you're like, I know you know what I'm talking about. (gasps) Well, what? I just, I just. You want me to turn off the light? What is that that you speak of? I've never heard that before. Like every day, five times a day. Does that make sense? So there's a little bit of acknowledgement, and affirmation means that's good, that's right, amen, so be it, whatever, preach it, however you want to do you, but I just want a little bit of um, fun. I don't want to, I don't want to, y'all, y'all, y'all want to be boring? Yeah. Y- no, no. Three of you. Okay. <laughs> like, yes, I want to be boring. I love boring. Huh? The over affirmer. I feel, I, feel like, I, y'all, I don't know. I went duck hunting uh, last weekend and I didn't shoot anything. It was really cool. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Um, but we watched this hey dude stereotypes, stereotypes of uh, hunters and it was like hilarious. And I feel like they need to do like a, a stereotype of over affirmation. You know what I'm saying? Amen. I that's good. You know, so, so we're going to practice it. God is good. Yeah. Okay. The devil is awesome. Good. That's good. That's good. I don't know. I not don't, not really say now. Just don't amen it. You know what I'm saying? And so I just feel like this is going to help us be a little bit more engaging um, because when you get sleepy, I get sleepy. Okay. When you start. And, like, and so I, I kind of do the same thing. So, um, I, but, but I'm excited about the new year. I've really got a lot of vision. I feel like God has put some stuff in my heart and I really feel like we are headed to more and and you know when you say the word more people like instantly like I got enough you know and and so but but truthfully you know more is a good thing and I love what God is doing here I, I love the stories that we get to hear stories of people who are winning transforming they came broken and God is doing something in their life I love when I get to visit with men and they're like man I'm gonna take." you something I'm a better husband than I used to be I'm, I'm a better father I'm more intentional I'm I'm you know what I'm mother's who say you know what I had kind of been under the heaviness of motherhood and I honestly the joy of being a mom is starting to come back I'm a better employee because I we're hearing these these stories and so I just want you to know that God is doing something here and I want you to know this This is a church of fighters. There's some fighters here. There's some people that won't give up just because it gets hard. People who won't quit. And they're on the stage. They're in the sound booth. They're watching your kids. They're in the lobby. What I'm telling you is there is something in all of us that you want to fight for something. you got to fight. You have to believe that you're going to win you got to believe that you're going to win in marriage, that you're going to win in your finances, that you're going to win in this life, that we're just not trying to get through, well, you know, we're just trying to get through life so we can get to glory. No, no, I, but the Bible says that we can have life here, yeah. like life here. And so it doesn't have to be yelling and screaming and fighting and slamming doors and leaving. And, and We can have life, come on, listen to this, here. Yeah. Yeah. And come on, somebody, Yeah. yeah. In my spirit, I believe that there's more. And listen to this. Good things are waiting for you. Good things are waiting for you. Last year, I believe, was a setup, and the dream in you isn't dead. It's just developing. Way too many people feel like the thing in them is dead. It's not dead. It's developing. Listen, you don't go from mountaintop to mountaintop. If you want to go to a new mountain, guess what you have to do? You have to climb down, go through the valley to climb back up. Success is not linear. Well, if I just do everything right, it'll just uptick, 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 uptick. No, 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 no. That's not how life is. Life moves in s's and ups and downs, like a roller coaster. Sometimes you're up, and then sometimes you're down. But God's developing character when you're down here, so that when you rise up, does that makes it life? That's life. Yeah. Well, if I was just better at life, I would always win. No. If you are living life, you're always in a position to win. But even good teams get the ball intercepted. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Those cowboys, baby, come on, listen, listen. <laughs> Sorry, I know, I, Chiefs, whatever. I mean, anyway. Um, okay, come on. I gotta stay on focus, stay on point. Listen, uh huh. Listen, listen. Can we be a house of faith over just facts? Are we people of faith? I'm not saying that there shouldn't be facts, and I believe line upon line, precept on precept. I believe that this is a model for us, and if we'll do what this says, then our life will shape. But it's not just about following the facts. There is some faith. There is some belief. We have to believe in some things. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, 28, it says, And we know that God causes all things. Come on, everybody say all things. All things. To work together for good. It doesn't say bad. It doesn't say evil. It doesn't say practical. All things work based on what you did. It says all things work for good to those who love God and those who are called, come on, according to his purpose. Now, this verse is on every refrigerator. And come on, we get some amens on this verse. Yeah, boy, that's my verse. When everything's wrong, that's my verse. When I mess up, that's my verse. But this verse has a condition. There's an equation in this verse that a lot of people miss. And the the issue is things work to your good if you're in love. If you're not in love and just in church attendance, it doesn't work out for you. Love is the thing. Love is it? Look at what I didn't come up with this. Here's what it says, for good to those who, to those who. This means there here is everybody, but to those who love. Love God and are called according to what? My purpose or his purpose? Come on, my my dad's purpose? Or, or my purpose, you know, my, 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 my granny's purpose? Or my, 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 does that make sense? Here's what it, the Bible says. And I'm so glad that you're here today and know this, that we may not even know you, but we have prayed for you. Yeah. And we love you. And we believe that God wants you to thrive. Today, my assignment is more is coming. More is coming. Everything good, listen to this. Every good thing in your life flows out of love. Every good thing in your life flows out of love. And there are so many false ideas about love. No word in the English language has been more abused and twisted and distorted and misunderstood than love. Come on, God's plan. God's plan. Here's what I'm telling you is, is, is God does have a plan. Listen to this. And it's different than culture. Culture defines love as finding someone who makes you feel special. Someone who just makes your days just a little bit brighter. Someone who meets your needs. Someone who realizes how special and unique you are. The world's idea of love is completely self-centered. Every song is how you're going to love me. What you going to do to me. How are you going to help? Come on, y'all know. Here's the thing. If we're not careful, then th- we will embrace a counterfeit love and we will pick a mate. We will love our kids and we will pick a church all based on a definition of love that's not, will, will, that will not produce good things. What does the church do for me? What does my mate do for me? I had all y'all kids to clean up. Come on, somebody. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. What are y'all going to do for me? Well, I thought I would have you, and it would make this happy home in my heart. But all y'all kids is work. I mean, that's like, I didn't know that all y'all. I'm tired of wiping noses and butts. Listen. (laughs) Hear what I'm saying? And what happens is we become frustrated with our life. Because we just want someone to love me. Can I tell you that's a counterfeit love? Yeah. And here's the idea. this is what it, the counterfeit is, is that the idea is based on that the hole in your heart can be filled by someone else or something else. That's right. There's a hole. A longing, a desire, a purpose. There is something, and we're always trying to fill it. And so we can fill it with accolades. We can fill it with um, appointments. We can fill it with busyness. We can fill it with academics. We can fill it with finance. We can fill it with whatever we want. But at the end of that, there is still, come on, listen to this, a hole. There's a hole. and and, And listen, it puts pressure on people... To meet our needs. And when they fail, we experience pain. And they're going to. People are going to fail. Come on, listen. People are not going to do what you expected. There's going to be miscommunication. There's going to be arguments. There's going to be different points of view. And if you're going to do life with people, if you make them the source that fills your heart, then God... God will see that as an idol, even if you did not intend them to be that. Because now they are the source of what makes you whole and happy. See, here's what this this thinking does. This thinking leads to sin. 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 This type of love leads to sin. Now, what a sin? Let me, let me just break this down. It is separation from God. That's what sin is. And I know, come on, listen, this is 2019. We don't talk about sin. That, 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 that's very judgmental. Um, how are you going to talk about sin? Even the Reverend Billy Graham once wrote, a sin is any thought or any action that falls short of God's will. For example, the Bible tells us that if we were going to put a target over here on the wall, and I don't know if you've done archery, maybe you're a bow hunter, you know, but if we were going to put up a target and I was going to have my recurve bow and put my arrow in it and I was going to shoot, here is what sin is. It's when you pull back and you miss the target. And some people miss it just by inches. And some people miss it by, like, woo, yards. But here's what the thing is, and this is why I, I don't ever want to be a churchy church, because there ain't nobody sitting here that hasn't missed it. Yeah. Right. We've missed the mark. The mark was this is what I want for your life, and we missed it, and who helps us hit it? Jesus. Jesus is the one that recalibrates. Jesus is the one that picks the arrow up from the the hay or or the mist and puts it back on the target. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all missed. And the arrow is very frustrating when you realize that you shot, but it didn't land where you thought it would. And I want to talk to you real quick about God's definition of love. First, and I'm going to give you just three thoughts about God's definition of love and you tell me if it's different than culture. First of all, God's definition of love is revealed in Jesus Christ. It's revealed in Him. In other words, God didn't give you a definition. He gave you a person and it's, His love is revealed in who Jesus is. So let's look at this. While we were sinners, the Bible says, Christ died for who? Us. So let's think about this. See, we're in a world that don't want to talk about sin because it hurts people's feelings. It's it's very judgy. It's very judgy. And so you don't know my road. You don't know what's happened. You you don't know my past. We got a little little circle and a V. There's a little attitude, a little pre-attitude because how dare you assess me? You don't even know me. You don't know where I'm from. You don't know what's happened. You don't know who left. You don't know what You don't know. See, but here's the thing, is the difference is is when it's revealed through Christ, here's the thing. As a culture, we want to take away sin because we think it'll be easier, but here's, so we want to erase the consequences of sin, but you can't. You cannot erase the consequences of sin, but here's the deal, God so loved the world that he sent Jesus to erase your sin and recalibrate your life. See, the reason we have to know about sin is because, here's what happens, it shows us that we need God. If you erase, there is no sin, There, everything is subjective, it doesn't matter, there are no absolutes, then you can think you're right in your own mind. So why do you need a Savior? But if you're measured to a standard, and that standard is holiness... Then when we miss it, how do I get it back? Jesus comes in, listen to this, and erases your transgression. When you say, God, forgive me, the Bible says the humble will be lifted up and God will establish you. Does this make sense? Jesus came to erase your sin, to restore your standing before God, which heals your hurts and changes, listen to this, your feelings. Say, I don't want to talk about sin because you're going to hurt my feelings. I don't care about your feelings. I care about you feeling something different in your life. And if you will, come on, let Jesus come in and change your life, your feelings will change. It's good. It's good. The second thing is we're talking about God's definition of love. It finds its power. Look at this. Love finds its power In God. In God. The Bible says that God is love. In other words, God does not have love. God is love. So if there is no love going on in you, then that is a God problem. Because God is the source of love. Come on. It's amazing. We are inventing cars that can drive themselves and back up. But we cannot invent a phone that never loses its charge. Somebody talk to somebody. (laughs) I don't want a car that drives itself. I want a phone that doesn't die because I'm sending some text up in this. I'm just just saying, I've got business to take care of. I can get someone to drive my... Listen, I'll let my wife drive. I'll go to... Well, I may not. But 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 listen, my point is... That if you are on empty, you've got to go back to the feeling station and the feeling station is God. And so if you're looking around your life and all you can see is criticisms and hurt and rejection and brokenness and people who have let you down, there is a love meter that's on empty. My grandpa used to call the E the idiot light. (laughs) He just said, hey. When that when that when that little light bar goes off on the e it's saying, "Hey, idiot, fill me up you know what I'm saying? That was two cultures ago. y'all relax. Can you see idiot in church? Is that ungodly? My point is this that that God is the source, and we've got to plug in, and I believe that more is coming this year. But church, it's time to refuel, and and next Sunday starts our annual prayer and fasting. And from Sunday to Sunday, seven days. Here is what I'm asking you to do. I am asking you to connect yourself, to draw near. To and you listen. If, if you have medical issues, diabetes, if you have whatever, obviously you consult a doctor, do what you need to do. But I believe that you can skip a meal. Come on, I believe that you can turn off the TV. I believe that you can be intentional for one week. And I promise you, as you draw near, and and listen, let's just let's turn off the TV. Let's stop running so many errands. Let's. Draw near to God. In James chapter 4, verse 8, it says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you and it cleanse your hands, you sinners. Oh, that's New Testament. <laughs> that ain't Old Testament purify your hearts you double minded come on here's what happens is we begin to live life and then we think we can unplug from the source and then all of a sudden the double mindedness and the confusion and the frustration and all that begins to get heavy and here's what happens is we come under this attack from the enemy that tells us you should know better i can't believe you you didn't you didn't make no commitments to god you didn't and the only issue is you unplugged that's like an iPhone. Someone will come up and say, you're not an Apple. Because Apples don't act that way. Real Apples stay charged. I don't care what you want to say. If you unplug yourself because of busyness, frustration, offense, unforgiveness, you will not produce the way you Does ca- this make sense? Yeah. Come on. Come on. Our prayer and fasting will begin January the 13th and go through the 20th. And we will have a worship night here on Friday. I'm so excited. We got the youth band. Trent and Allie are going to lead the youth band over there. And our young people are going to have a worship night. We're going to have a worship night in here. And here is what I'm believing. I am believing for a worship night where we're going going to seek God. Come on. We're going to say his promises over our life. And we're going to see God move in 2019. Does this make sense? And and, and I believe that we're going to have a moment where we lay hands on people, where we pray for people. I am praying that marriages are restored. I'm praying that kids and rebellion and homes come back in line. I'm praying that people are healed. I'm praying that lives are changed. And I am asking you as a body, come on, to plug in. To plug in. And I think that what will happen is we will see great results. So the next two weeks, I'm going to do a series called Draw Near. And we're going to intentionally focus on our heart and our relationship with God. And then at the end, January the 27th, we are going to do a a, a more evangelistic sermon. And it's going to be called Gains. And you can invite your friends. Invite them. Come. Spend the next two weeks praying. Invite your friends. And we're going to talk about Gains. And we're going to talk about how to strengthen your life. And we're going to make it very easy to understand. Very practical. Does that make sense? Because we want to see God do something. And so here's the deal. Here's how it's going to work. We're going to seek we're going to say what we've heard over our life. And, and, and then guess what? Then we're going to show it. and We're going to go out and we're going to invite. And we're going to put that faith to flight. And we're going to believe that God can change someone's life just like he's changing our life. Y'all come on up. Does that make sense? Matthew chapter 7 verse 7. This isn't on there. I got my Bible. Okay. We good? Y'all good? We got like two minutes. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be, come on, say it. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks it will be open. What does it say? Come on, we got to be seekers of the presence of God. We got to be seekers. We, We don't just do church. I can live with my wife all day but if I don't seek her come on hey hey how you doing girl there's a difference and just like that a busyness life whatever you can be sharing a home and sharing the kids and you can be more just roommates And we ain't trying to have an attending church. We're trying to have a church that knows that every broken thing in my life is fixed by Jesus. It's fixed by Jesus. Not the system. Jesus. The third thing is this, and we're going to be done. Talking about love. It's revealed in Jesus it finds power in God. And the third is this is expressed in our care for others. Listen to this, and you will see that this is so important because, see, out of the overflow of receiving love and finding the source, I want to give. So life groups aren't hard for me. I want to give. Serving isn't hard for me. Coming to framework isn't hard for me because guess what? I'm not looking to you to meet my need because God has filled me up so I can love you even if you do nothing. Even if you do nothing, how many churches would not have split if people understood what you were looking for from a pastor and what you were looking for from a leader and what you were looking for from a life group leader was really something you needed in God. And obviously, I know that there are certain situations that are immoral. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about love. I'm talking about love. Listen, we gotta love people. We are the representation of Christ here. And so if we don't walk in the presence of God, then we can never manifest love to people. And so we're grouchy just like everybody else. Get over. What's wrong with you? I believe more is coming for those that are in this house. And listen, you can live under performance. You can live under pressure. You can live always pushing forward. But I believe there is something deeper, and that is living in the love of God. So let's put it on the screen, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 7. How you doing on love, baby? Here's what it says. Love is patient ouch, come on, ouch, love is kind, love does not envy, come on, come on, I don't know why they got that, <laughs> look at it. love doesn't boast, look at this, Love is not arrogant. It doesn't act rude. It doesn't always insist its own way. It is not irritable. It is not resentful. Look at this. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing. Oh my goodness, if our culture could just get this for a second. Wrongdoing. We are so scared that we have embraced cultural lies and we're scared And here's the deal, we think we're loving people because we're silent. I'm not talking about starting a fight, so don't even get, I'm I'm not talking about that. Come on. But we are growing up in a culture where people, listen to this, I'm going to say something, y'all love me, but if I've, I've probably already offended you if I have, I'm sorry. You don't get to pick your gender. Yeah, right. You don't get to pick your gender. I'm not trying to be political. Stop it. Stop it, Stop it. I'm not talking about people hadn't been hurt. I'm not talking about people hadn't been abused. I'm not talking about we don't need to counsel and help and the church rise up and come and love and hug people. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that when we rejoice at wrongdoing, that's just one topic I got a million why I don't want to go to a political church here's the deal this is not a political church this is a word-based church and God created it a certain way well that's just old data that's outdated that's outdated I understand you do it your way and we're gonna try to do it his way and then we'll do measurement in 50 years See, some of you, the issue is, well, I don't want to go to a church that judges people. We don't, we don't. We've all missed the mark. Every one of us has fallen. Every one of us has sinned. And so it would be, not behoove you to put one sin above the other. But the truth of the matter is, when we are scared to say it, we don't love people. We love ourselves. Now, I'm not talking about picking up signs and protesting, but you better teach your kids because someone else is. Rejoices in truth Love bears all things Look at it, bears all things You know what that means? That means when your wife or your husband start acting snarly I know I'm not talking to nobody here When your kids start acting crazy When they get that eye And they start looking like they own this place And I'm like, oh God, you have not paid a dime (laughs) You don't have a phone, baby That's my phone it bears all things it doesn't quit on relationships it doesn't close up shop and cut people off and delete people from Facebook it bears all things look at it believes all things I know they're addicted I know they're broken I know but I'm believing God for them I'm believing God for them look at this It hopes in all things where is our hope here's the deal I don't want to be a church of attenders I want to have some hope I want to believe I want to believe that at any moment someone can be turned around at any moment God can do something at any moment people can be healed from addiction endures love from God endures when it's hard see that's the only reason you can get slapped on one cheek and turn the other that's the only way because if I'm looking to Adam to love me if he hits me I'm hitting him back and he's big so I'll bring something bigger but if God is my source then he cannot steal what he did not give. Right. Does, does it make sense? He cannot steal. You know what I'm saying? Jeff can't steal what he didn't give me. You know what I'm saying? Nick can't steal what he didn't give me. Aaron can't sit. Does that make sense? You understand? Who's the source? Who's the source?